love the fact that Jesus was so grounded in, in identifying himself with the life of people. He would talk about what they were doing in their own lives and he would then present what, uh, what we call parables. And this morning we're going to read one of those parables and just try and imagine Jesus talking to a crowd of people who are looking at the fields, looking at the sowers, planting their, their seed, etc. And see if you can just, in your mind's eye, picture that situation. And then hear what Jesus says about the meaning of his message. This is called the parable of the sower. And it's taken from Luke chapter 8, verses 1 to 8, and then 11 to 15. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The 12 were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from out after town, from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he scattered, it, scattered the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on rock, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. But still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and it yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. And when he said this, Jesus called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And then down to verse 11. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it. Oh, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, 
and they do not mature. Oh, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. This is the word of the Lord. A couple of years ago, I decided to do a Google search on, and, just said, and I wrote, why are Christians, and I wanted to see what it predicted would, would be the answer. You know how when you put a Google search and then it, it, it tries to predict what, you know, a few different answers of what it would be. And you know what the top one was? Why are Christians so mean? And then I sort of pressed that and then it had other related searches which were, why are Christians so judgmental, so hypocritical, so mean to gays, so mean to atheists, so annoying, and then so nice? I think when we look at Christianity, we see there's, there's a beauty to it, right? And, in, and being a follower of Jesus and a disciple of Jesus, it's supposed, to be, it's supposed to make the world better. But for some people, their experience is not so good. And I think we have all probably experienced people that we would go, you know, we might have said, oh, they call themselves a Christian, but, you know, and we might have that sort of feeling about them. And people experience this. And I, for me, it breaks my heart because as a Christian, I want to be the real deal. I want to be that peacemaker. I want to be the, the bringer of love into our communities and into those that I uh, come across. And so I guess I want to ask this and pose this question. What does it mean to be the real deal? To be an authentic follower of Jesus? What does it take? So this morning we're looking um, briefly at this story here of Jesus and this that he told of the parable of the sower. This parable was obviously really important to the early Christians because Three out of the four Gospels include this, uh, uh, this story that Jesus told. So I guess if we're going to be talking about seeds, probably should get some seeds out, shouldn't we? That's my attempt at um, decorating a bunch of bird seed, but, you know, you get the idea. There's lots of seeds. And it's a very short table, isn't it? But, oh well. But what I think about when I think of seeds, there is potential in every seed. Just think about it. The potential in every seed. It's only little, right? But there is potential in every seed. Every seed could become a plant. Every plant produces more seed, which then can produce more plants. Just think about that. From one little seed, the potential is huge. And I think this is the kind of idea that Jesus wanted to bring across in this story. That there is great potential in every seed. And then when you think about the idea, so Jesus uses this illustration to then say that the seed is the word of God. So now put those two thoughts together. If there's so much potential in each, in every little seed, 
There's so much potential in the word of God. Now, when you read the word of God, do you think of it like that? It's a good question, isn't it? I mean, the Bible itself tells us that the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I mean, when Paul wrote that, he knew the word of God had great potential in your life, in our community. And if we are to be authentic disciples of Jesus, we need to believe in the potential of God's word. I ask you today, how would you describe the impact of the word of God in your life? Now, there's a few other things we can pick up from this parable. There's probably tons of things, but I'm just going to go through a few things. I mean, firstly, it seems odd how the sower plants the seed, doesn't it? I mean, when we might get some seeds, you know, whether it's from the store, from Bunnings or something, or from Rosemary in the mail, we get a little instructions, right? You know, put it five millimeters deep and keep the soil moist and all, you know, like we get all the little instructions where we see the sower here just scatters the seed, just like has a handful. I won't do it here, but, you know, grabs a handful and just throws it, just seems to just throw it around willy-nilly. And I was thinking about this the other week and I thought, you know, sometimes we are looking for the right moment to share God's word, but actually if we're going to follow the sower, it doesn't matter. You just put it out there and some will take root and some won't. But you just scatter the seed around is what's important. But what we also see that it, without the right conditions, the seed can't reach its potential. We see that some are just snatched by the devil. Some just can't last the testing. And some are just consumed by worry, whether that's an entrapment of wealth or possessions or whatever it might be. And really, I think, like personally, I feel like that describes me sometimes with God's word. I get distracted. I get caught up on different things going on in my life. The worries, the concerns, and that can consume my mind. Or I might be like looking out for the next cool gadget or toy or something and then, you know, I'm doing all the research on that and not allowing the, the, the value of God's word in my life. Sometimes I just get discouraged when it seems like it's not producing any fruit. All those prayers I've been praying and praying and praying just don't get answered. I wonder, what are the things that sometimes get in the way of God's word working in your life? But what we do see is that without the right conditions, the seed just can't reach its potential. But what Jesus does show here is that when the conditions are right, the potential is amazing. 
You know, the, if you've read this before and in the other Gospels, they often talk about it could produce, you know, uh, 30 times or 60 times or 100 times. But here in Luke, he just goes straight to it produces 100 times. He's like, think the biggest of what the potential is for God's word in your life and in those around you. The other thing about the way the, the telling of this in Luke is the way about how he says to set the right conditions. We read in verse 15, it says, But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. A noble and good heart. Honest. Longing for the things of God in your life. This is what I see. Allowing God to do the work of, of that, of what we need to be in the right position. And then to, retain, to hear the word of God. Be ready to listen. Be ready to take it on. God, what are you wanting to say to me? Then to retain it, to cling to it, to take it to heart. Sort of, it's not like, oh yeah, that was a nice word, but it's like, now this is a word for me today. And then, which I think is super important, is to persevere. Keep pushing into it. Believe, keep believing for the potential in that word because I can tell you right now, it won't happen overnight. <laughs> but it will happen. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's kind of that idea and that real that thought. We've got to keep pushing in, keep persevering, and believe that God's word will produce fruit in your life. So what can this look like? I mean, I just sort of take a few simple thoughts. I mean, I, I think actually what does it look like is those stories we heard before today. Stories of like of Dudley, you know, of wanting to be a peacemaker. He reads, you know, blessed other peacemakers and wants to take that on in his life and sees the fruit of that. One, uh, of Sue and just sharing the love so unconditionally. And I, I, I really sense that persevering in her story today where she... Um, where, you know, COVID hit and she did not want to let that ministry go because she believed God had her there for that purpose and so found a way through those quizzes to get there. And the fruit that that brought was amazing, wasn't it? And, I, and obviously the, the generosity of Wayne and keeping that, keeping uh, going with the, the support and, um, and the heart of compassion and love and generosity. And I think, you know, in with Chris, Christine, I've just, I really sense it's being the salt and light in the world. Being that difference, that flavor or that, you know, that, that, that there's something different about it. And that the influence of that can be beyond what you can think or imagine. So I want to ask you today, what do you need to do 
to set your life in the right conditions for God's word to produce a crop in your life. Maybe there's some worries that are consuming your thoughts that you need to bring to God and put aside. Maybe there's some priorities in your life that you need to change or readjust. Maybe there's just a sense of trust in God's word that you need to develop. You might have heard it said so many times, but you've got to go, well, I'm actually going to trust that God says he's what he's going to, what he, he's going to do what he says. Or maybe today you just need to keep persevering on a promise that God has for you. I know for me, there's been times where, like I said before, I've let those things distract me and take me off course and, and maybe not been the right conditions for God's word to really produce a crop in my life. But I have also seen when God's word has just done something incredible in me, produced something well beyond all I could ask or imagine. And I think it's doing these things that lead us on the path to being that authentic disciple of Jesus. Where the world sees in us when the world sees in us Jesus rather than what has been marketed as Christianity in recent times, where people experience love from us, where people experience peace, where people come to know the salvation and love and peace themselves. That's the fruit I'm praying for. There is incredible potential in every seed. But without the right conditions, the seed can't reach its potential. But in the right conditions, the potential is beyond imagination. So what do you need to do today to see that happen? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for your word that is living and active. Lord, call us to trust in you, in, in you and in your word more today. Lord, where worries and troubles are in the way, Lord, I pray that you would help us to set our eyes on you. Where our priorities have gone off track. God, I pray you just help us bring into help bring us into life. And Lord, in those times where we might feel discouraged or unsure, I pray that you would help us to be the people that persevere, that keep going. Lead us on, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.